There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the dark place for the third time. Robert, were you prepared for this episode? No. No, I was not. <laughs> so I asked you last time, you know, can you predict what's going to happen on the next episode? How long do you think you would have needed to make predictions before you reached what really happened? I mean, it would be a situation where there'd be an infinite number of monkeys typing on typewriters <laughs> to come up with that guess. Um, you think if we'd recorded like a 3000 hour episode, you would have eventually guessed. I, I don't even think that at some point I would have just been saying random words and <laughs> I would have gotten the right answer. But I, I feel like all of this, you took too much pleasure in the surprise of that episode. Um, I did. Far too much. Uh, we ended up watching it together. And uh, from the, our last podcast, you said, could you guess? And I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this was a setup. The entire podcast <laughs> series was a setup just for this moment to talk about <laughs> it this. Was, it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> oh, goodness. This isn't even one of my favorite episodes. It's just, I, li- I like the last one better. And I like the some that are still to come. But, okay. So it's episode three. And we open with Garth doing his usual quoting from his own book. She knew babies were meant to kick. But were they meant to scratch? No, they weren't. I'm Garth Marenghi, horror writer, dream weaver. And then he mentions that he sometimes copies books from dead authors when the copyright has lapsed. Then we get one of those cool camera cuts where he turns towards the camera and now he's looking at the, the other camera. Um, and then he does a weird, this bit I didn't get, there's a weird thing about his testicles hanging low and drawing back up when they're 30 and thankfully his kids were human and not monsters and they didn't eat each other. It all gets a bit weird. Um, he, he does his scene where he walks down the stairs and then we cut to him holding his tape reel, introducing the episode and he says, I can't have a son because my wife is too old and this episode is really about my desire to have a son um, and he, then he says Dark Place deserves critical acclaim uh, which, you know, is not necessarily true and then you were probably immediately surprised to find that his son is a grasshopper In the show, yes Yes, he can't have another son because his wife's too old, but he did have a son who's dead, and it was a grasshopper. I... Yes, I'm getting confused at who we're talking about again. The actual actor that he plays, Dr. Rick. So he had a... Yeah, sorry, so I've I've phrased that ambiguously, sorry. So yeah, so Garth Marenghi, you know, is the the actor. We we then find out that his, uh, his son... His character, Rick Douglas, MD, had a grasshopper son. Sorry, yeah. 
Yeah, because I know uh, Gareth mentions that um, you know he was always disappointed because he only had three daughters, which you know it's it kind of fits in with his a character. It's funny, um, but <laughs> in the actual show, yeah, his son was a grasshopper. That's never explained why. It's never he was he was just born part boy part grasshopper. That's and that was before the gates of hell had opened. So that's no explanation oh, given. Point. I mean, a lot. Um, so th- there was very little explanation for anything that happened in this episode. <laughs> there was very little, and there's a joke later about that actually. Um, so we start the show within the show. We see that this boy is a grasshopper, and a security guard says, "There's there's voices behind this door, but it's locked." Garth then just like pushes it open with his foot. It's, he doesn't really even kick it open. The door's not locked. Like he just you know puts his foot up to it, and it just opens. And then we see a massive like human sized eyeball with an erection, having sex with a guy, Emily, and then immediately the guy is pregnant and then immediately gives birth to another baby human-sized eyeball, which is Skipper the Eye Child. And Dean says it's a shame they had to pixelate the, the erection. They're a beautiful thing. I could have one now for all you know. I've not got one. <laughs> yeah, the entire scene was... It was weird it was startling even the actor who was you know the man who gave birth uh, very little attention was given to himself he was just just jumped out of place um i don't think he had any dialogue no the whole he's thing just there just i have no idea what happened um oh, does he die we don't see him again the dad the mum dad thing the mum dad thing. But, you know, he might have died. That would make a lot more sense. <laughs> I don't um, know. Like, it just doesn't deal with him at all. There's a beautiful, uh, like, Dean recounts that entire behind-the-scenes event about how they tried to reduce the number of um, uh, uh, not cast. Crew on set. Crew, yeah. yeah. Crew on set. They tried to make it as respectful as possible. They uh, had his most trusted friend in the outfit while it was happening, who he didn't trust anymore afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was bloody weird, but that's pretty much the only attention that man has given in the entire thing. But the uh, fact that Dean's explaining all of that, you know, that he didn't trust the guy afterwards anymore. Are we supposed to think that he was really violated? I, like, like, I don't understand. Uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, I know that... Well, first off, it's supposed to be based in the 80s. The second off, uh, a lot of times actors can be put in uncomfortable situations where they don't feel like they can say no. So it's part of the job. Uh, yeah. There's a whole thing about, you know, how they're uh, encouraged to not put themselves out of their comfort zone. Um, but either way, I guess it's just a joke on that, that there was a lot of dodgy stuff that happened in the 80s. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's that's a fair comment to make, I think. Um, okay, so we then I explain, you know, some small amount of, of exposition, I suppose, is needed for the preceding events. And the eyeball of a sex offender got into a gamma chamber with someone. And that is the entirety of the explanation we get for what happened. Um, and I then they just say he's that. at peace. Yeah. I, I misheard <laughs> that. I thought it was an eyeball and a sex offender. Which would be mm. just one of us misheard it, but you might you might be right for all I know. 
I'll have to double check. I, honestly, that I don't. I don't. I don't know if it makes a massive amount of difference. Um, but they just say the guy's at peace now, on account of being dead. And Garth's in his fake car that he drives, and he says, um, "But how did a man get pregnant? We'll never know." And then this is the joke. He says, "And just to recap on that, we will never know. It's not going to come up later in the episode. We're not going to talk about it again." Yeah, it was. Um... It was strange at that point because he'd already built up this weird connection with Skipper the Eyed Child. Yeah, he keeps him. He he keeps him. He's quite fond of him. He tells the uh, security guard that was present at the time as well to keep his mouth shut about what he'd seen. Um, but it's it's so weird because he just takes he essentially kidnaps a child uh, after shooting like he shoots the the monster he shoots the eye and then takes its child yeah which is not normally how it's done no, um, not by many doctors anyway oh. yeah not by many doctors because i suppose technically he was the doctor for the delivery actually of the baby so that <laughs> that adds an extra layer of confusion there Did he actually know what his specialty is no we don't. he's just a, a hero heroics i think <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> it's never explained, and, and and again, we still haven't seen him do any medical work. No, we're halfway through the the, the six episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right there. Actually, that was probably the closest, <laughs> just being present at a delivery. Um, yeah, he was present at a delivery, and we were told that the other guy did a lobotomy on Liz. Those are the only two times any medical work has been mentioned. He did hit a, a man's head with a shovel as well. He hit a man's That's head not... with a shovel, which they referred to as roguish uh, medical work, but I, I mean, I'm not even convinced. It's euthanasia, but um, carrying on with the rest of the episode there, Dean. Yeah, so... Um, they're all in the office for their morning debriefing and Thornton Reed explains that the massive eye was shot in the eye um, but somehow without any explanation he knows there was a child and he's worried that the child is on the loose and the, his acting is just horrendous and then um, Garth stroke Dag says you know there's more important matters than a child there's a pube on a pipe in the toilets and someone needs to go clean that and then he shouts at Liz and she's crying like with horrendous like makeup and mascara all running down her face ridiculously so I mean uh, that, that is just says, a cut scene she's absolutely fine he says something it cuts <laughs> yes. back to her and her mascara is just ruined Yes, and then Sanchez says, come on, I'll help you apply more makeup, because that's definitely her priority as a doctor. Yeah. So Reed is suspicious of Dag. He's been hearing some crazy things, wild things, things. And they do this whispery scene. What kind of things? Crazy things, things. I'll give you 24 hours. And then he gives him 24 hours to get him his sorry ship into shape. And then he starts counting 23 hours, 59 minutes. Don't make me count. Uh, now we realize that da- all this time Dag had just left the eye child in the car while he was in work all day just left a newborn baby just in his car on its own <laughs> yeah I mean it's not the best move um, the car was also it was an open top car it was an open the, top car yeah there was no car seat um, <laughs> for the baby it was just there <laughs> Uh, it was just there. I mean, but now he realizes it's not safe. Actually, he probably would have been safer in the car where no one was going to check. But he now goes and brings him into the hospital and hides him in a locker. Mm-hmm. I was quite. And we, I, this I was is amazing. Say, I'm quite impressed by the little uh, eye puppet. Like your man's control of the eye and how it re- reacts and how it actually pays attention to who's speaking. There was 
It was probably the most impressive puppeteering of the show. It's the most skill I've seen so far in the show. <laughs> like deliberate yeah. skill. It, well, it was well done. Do you know what I was more impressed with? While he's chi- while he's running through the hospital trying to cover up the eyes so that no one sees it to get to the locker, we get some really funky bass. I love that. Fair enough. I actually that went right over my head. I didn't notice that one. <laughs> so the eyes hidden in the locker. Uh, Liz now comes in and she's th- we hear her think and she says, you know, she's all happy now. She's got her makeup fixed and she feels pretty and she feels like a real woman. And those are definitely her only priorities. Um, and then, then they bring back the trope from episode one that Liz is psychic. And Garth says, well, I don't want her to read my mind. So I'll distract myself by reading this book by an author, Garth Marenghi. <laughs> yeah. So essentially the episode is just an advertisement for himself. Essentially, yeah. It's all um, nepotism and, and so forth. Nepotism and narcissism. Um, and then Liz says, oh, Garth Marenghi, he's one of my favourite authors. And Garth's character says, I wasn't that, didn't think I would like him, but I'm thinking now that I've read some that I really misjudged him. And, you know, they, they say that he's brilliant. Um, and then she leaves. We get more, his bookmark, sorry, his bookmark is the grasshopper boy. And we get sad music. So Liz just leaves. She doesn't try to comfort him. She just leaves. And he says, good, now that she's gone, I can think about the eye child. But she hears him think because she's telepathic. Now, the lobotomy cured the telekinesis, but not the telepathy somehow. Plot device. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they say again, you know, he's got several daughters, but he he just wants a son. Um, On on, on a cutaway to the actors. Um, You know, he says, like, I've never blamed the daughters per se, but I've never really felt that they were on my side. Um, Now, for no reason at all, Dag and Liz are in fencing gear. They're in a hospital. They're just dressed in in white, you know, fencing gear. Um, And then we find out it's the anniversary of the death of the grasshopper. And that's why he wants this new boy. So now they're on the roof. He's there with the eye child. And he says, you can call me Pops and I can call you Skipper. Do you remember what happens next? I really wish I didn't. They well, first they <laughs> sing. <laughs> they sing a duet, not the <laughs> skipper. The memory of the grasshopper child. Yes, you can be and... my baby. I hope that is all right. And the grasshopper sings, "Daddy, don't forget me." And he says, "I haven't, but you're dead." And we get a grasshopper mon- montage, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then out of nowhere, a toy helicopter on a string <laughs> appears. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody, and then Reed and the others all him. come up behind, and they say, "Put the eye down and your hands up." And uh, Sanchez has lab results. That thing is a potential killer, and it just has a piece of paper that says "lab results potential killer," and that's all that's on it. I mean, so that's good science. It's just, it's just weird. <laughs> I like this. I like with the toy helicopter and the lab report that's so obviously you just printed. I love that kind of stuff. It's what happens next that really, I, I thought it was funny. It was just somebody over. It's that kind of when you're still a young man and you're stupid enough to think, yeah, I could take out a crowd of people. That's essentially <laughs> what plays out next when Garth, um, Garth uh, Douglas, is it Douglas? Douglas, which I don't even think is a real name, but yeah, Douglas. When he decides he's not handing over the eye child and takes on everybody and manages to take yes. on everybody. 
He starts with punching Liz, though. He's the first. She, he sees her as the first that threat. You know, punching. He punches, <laughs> he punches Liz, and then we get horrible overdubbed audio with Reed saying, "Like, look out! He's got a stick." But it's clearly like overdubbed later. And then we get slow mo, just fighting. Dags running around. He's going downstairs. He's pushing wheelchairs, and people are slowly tripping over them. And we get cool eighties fight music and a lot of like sound effects and stuff like that happening. Um, and it's all brilliant, and it's all badly dubbed, and everything's terrible. Um, Reed breaks into the room and shouts, calm him down! And then they all start to calm down, and he says, let me hold the baby just one more time. Uh, and he does like a little coochie-coo on the baby's lips, and the little eye baby bites his finger. Do you want to tell us what happens when he bites his finger? Well, I mean, once he bites the finger, he latches on, and um, Douglas then spends about five minutes trying to get the thing <laughs> off of his fingers, swinging it around the place. Banging it on counters, um, covering the room in blood uh, from this thing. And eventually it lets go. He's killed it. And then he he starts. He's killed it. He's smashing it on counters. He's pummeling it into the sink, just like punching it into the sink. Blood everywhere. Now, this would have been funny if the other guy had reused the line, I'll get a mop, but he doesn't. I think think that would have been too much. Or I don't think that would have worked well you do rule of threes so you do it again here and then in another episode you pretend to do it or, or something but no they, they didn't so it's fine um so there's crying and yelling and blood everywhere and it's crazy and then i think he faints because he we see him wake up and reed says if there's anything i can do um you know we'll get it fixed and then they say that the pube on the pipe needs to be fixed um i don't know why and garth says well um you have to leave. You have to leave uh, so they can bleach the sink. So Garth has to leave. Um, now, now we get some exposition. Dean says, "I haven't acted since." Some would say I didn't act during, but those would be unkind people. And Todd says, "Dean could not interact with the other actors at all on set." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that little exchange was quite funny because you think he's just joking. You know, he says people said I didn't. Uh, like he seems quite happy about that, but he gets. Quite upset then when he says that those are mean people. Um, yeah, and then we see a perfect example. He says, "You know, we're all going somewhere. Do you want to come too?" And he just goes, "No," and walks away. <laughs> I wish that was socially acceptable, just to say I no know. and walk walk away without any further <laughs> interaction. So, how do we finish? Garth's on the roof as always for the final scene. And Liz comes up and says, hey, then Sanchez comes up to his other side and says, hey, and then he whispers, hey, and they all whisper, hey. And he says, I let myself get too close. Now we find out that from the sucker punch, Liz has lost vision in one eye and is getting headaches. And Garth says, you can take some painkillers from my locker, but just replace them tomorrow. (laughs) He punched her and he's not even letting her keep the, you know, the 50p painkiller. Yeah, I mean, even the character uh, Rivers points out, like, you're too hard on her. Yes, and why does he say he's too hard on her? Ah, my memory is awful. Was it because he... He says you... Go on. Go ahead. No, I'm only hazarding, I guess. Mm. He says, you're too hard on her. And he says, it's just that I don't (laughs) find her physically attractive. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) I also really enjoy say, your uh, Matt Berry um, impression there. You're too hard on her. I love Matt Berry. I love him. You mean the rumors that I killed my ex-wife? The IT crowd. Oh, I, I love Matt Berry so much. 
Um, but, so, uh, I mean, overall, it's it's just a bloody weird episode. I think I it is. The, it's very weird. It's very weird. I think for the entire episode, I didn't recover from that one scene at the beginning. Um, yeah, because these are short episodes. These are 20-minute episodes. You didn't have recovery time. Yeah, and I just for the entire time, I was sitting there thinking, Douglas has formed this really weird bond with this monster baby whose parents may or not, may not be alive. He definitely killed the father. Well, one he killed, the other we don't even know about. It was just never discussed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it'd be a lot weirder if he actually was alive. It makes more sense if he died during uh, delivery. But Yeah, I, I, I would need to just... watch again to be sure on that. He might have died. I just, I don't think it was really discussed, you know. It was definitely disgusting. Yes, it, it was not discussed, <laughs> but it was disgusting. Very good. So how do we end? Well... They say memories, you know, he says, look, it's all because of the memory of my dad's son that messed me up. And they say, well, memories stick with you like a pube on a pipe. And they do finger guns and he gives him a pound to join him for a drink. And he says, nothing can take the place of my son, not even a pet. And then, he's, you know, we see a montage of him with the son. He says, we played games. I beat him easily, of course, you know. <laughs> But he learned something with every fresh defeat. And then we see that, that Garth was terrible. Like he's shouting at the kid anytime the kid's beating him, you know, and he's like pulling down the tennis net because he didn't oh. win the match. And he's being, he's, I thought that was just not he, being nice. He was, uh, he got on the space hopper, split his trousers, they laughed at him. And that's why he just threw a tantrum. Oh, yeah, I think that might be true as well. Because he, he mentions that the, the kid could jump better than him. But we generally see him not really being nice because, well, I think that that's just what he does. Um, and then this is random. We get in memory of Skipper and it's a dog. So I guess in the real world, Skipper was neither an eye or a grasshopper. But Dean um, Garth Marenghi's Skipper was a dog that was killed by wasps. Um, and then we find out that the pube on a pipe was real. And it happened at Dean's. And Dean says, well, it wasn't mine because mine are grey. Um, and then apparently <laughs> the pube on a pipe is a metaphor that the government need to get their hands dirty. And I don't know where that came from. And that's it. <laughs> I guess that last statement, just flipping it on the government and trying to make this small, innocuous event meaningful, that's a lot of, you know, you can refer meaning onto anything and just try and spin. If you want to talk about a pube and a pipe, you can relate it to anything just to talk about that one event. Yeah. Well, what did you think of this episode overall? Uh, Now discussing it, I'm actually... I would not say it was one of the better ones. I definitely enjoyed the second one a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only as I was discussing this, it was. It occurred to me that I still hadn't recovered from that scene watching the entire <laughs> thing. Um, and I just spent the vast majority of it enjoying it because I was uh, unbalanced, I guess. Not mentally unbalanced. Uh, <sighs> you weren't physically unbalanced either. You were sitting down. No, I was sitting, well, you could be on balance sitting down anyway, but I know it was, I'm looking for the correct words. My, I can't describe the sensation properly. It was um, pattern breaking. It's a psychology, it's psychological uh, uh, trick where mm-hmm. you're not expecting something and then that thing happens and then you're just left so open and acceptable to everything else that happens afterwards because you're learning a new pattern. So I sat through the entire episode. It's like, this is completely normal. I understand everything that's going on right now. Because yeah. I just was so shocked by the beginning. The beginning, the shock in the beginning. And it, 
I'm not a big fan of that. I prefer to have the silly things on strings and why have they got shotguns in the hospital and, and that kind of thing, you know. But um, there will be more silliness in the next day. Do you care to hazard a guess about the next steps? Uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. No, You've learned your lesson on that. Can you tell why I like the show, though? Or are you, are you completely baffled? It completely the- smashes my expectations. <laughs> I, ha- I can't predict what's going to happen in the next episode. I had no idea what it was like going into it. I don't think I could describe this to... If I tried to recommend this to somebody and try and explain what it's about... No, you can't. All you can say is it's it's a big fiery pile of trash. And it's fun <laughs> to watch. No. Oh, that's a mean description. I think it's apt. But I, think it's I mean, I'm not saying it's not accurate. <laughs> I think it's supposed like it's obviously supposed to be uh, this. Um, I guess. I think, yeah, it, it does exactly what it's trying to do. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yes, actually. It's just there to be made. It's just there to be mocked and made fun of and laughed at. Um, so I think it's succeeding in that regard. Well, there we go. I think we've ran long enough. So why don't we close the gates of hell for today? And that's us for another time. Until next, we enter the dark place. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 